Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, the Multicultural Mass and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me, my friends. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Thank you for joining me. It is really, really very appreciated for your support and your time you take every day to listen to me. And I'm really honored about it. So I'm grateful you guys are here. Thank you once again. And today we're going to talk about a special mission. Now, yesterday I spoke about how our Bharat civilization has been deleted and intentionally kept away from us. Well, civilization is not only plus, civilization is also minus. Whatever plus and minus exist in on on the surface of the of that civilization, the happenings, the history, and that's why I say Hindutva Atva means all that lies in between. Hindutva Hindu means water comes from sin or bodies of water. So anything that lies between the bodies of water, which are the currents that form your waves. So what are the currents that form our waves in our civilization? So I got a little write-up on from one of my subscribers on my Facebook page, Dalit is Hebrew. And on that was a little writer from an old newspaper cutting. And I can't really see which cutting it is. But it says, Blessing You, Mission 1971, Appeal to Christian Youth. Okay, So 1971, there was a mission and a goal set out by the Christian missionaries or the church in India. Um, and appealing to all the youth of 1971. Now, I was not born then, uh, but I can tell you the mission is correct because I remember this growing up even when I was young. Uh, it carried on, and that's one of the reasons we're leaving. So the, the mission is Blessing You Mission 1971, Appeal to Christian Youth. India must be totally evangelized in this generation. How I laughed. Now, you've got the write-up and the cover on my podcast. You've seen it. Um, and I, I can't tell you how I laughed. I mean, this is unbelievable. I never thought I'll have so much of success and so much of data. Now, of course, as an ex-Christian growing up, I can vouch that this really happened. And... What I'm feeling today is that we finally, everything that we've been thinking behind the scenes is coming out in the open. That's why you have free speech. The free speech is literally to get people to talk and see where they stand and points of view and and open society instead of being covered all the time. Um, And one uh, one of the... The boons of this open society and open speech is that you get to see all the crap also that goes on. And I'm going to read to you what the Christian missionaries and the Christian church in India wanted to do in 1971. And it happened during my generation, my time, my youth. And um, we'll talk about it. Okay, so it says churches must be revived Two, believers must grow. The 
three, the Bible must be given its due place. Four, the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit must be restored. Five, youth must be reached and challenged. Ooh, believers should should unite, forgetting their differences. Oh, uh, then you have every Christian must become a personal soul winner. People of God should involve actively in neighborhood evangelism. Oh my God. Next, all churches and fellowship must become missionary-minded. And then the poor must be helped. Goodness. And India must be totally evangelized in this generation. So their form, their agenda was to completely Christianize India, lock, stock, and barrel. Now, you know why Rajiv Gandhi was very happy to marry a Christian, a Roman Catholic. Indira Gandhi said okay for the marriage. And the children now becoming Christian or evangelized. From that you get, you know, the Gandhis and the Vadodras. You get Papu and the Vadodra Congress. You get these. um, And it's all okay for them. Of course, it's their life. But them crying that India is is a, a f- fascist place, fascist place, because this is exactly what uh, Christianity has taught them to be the pallbearers for their mission. Okay, um, and I have spoken uh, a little earlier about this. There is a proxy war going on between. Christianity and India on the ups, on the subcontinent to see who can evangelize and take over the Indian subcontinent first. So this was in 1971. Now the Muslims were not very strong in 1971. They were still poor because they came out of, you know, they were still forming their countries. But by the 1990s, they started growing and becoming more stronger. And that's when you had the Muslim Brotherhood. In 1979, remember the, the Shias, the Iranian revolution happened. And, and by that time, the Shias got strength. They, behind the scenes, the Shias allied with the Muslim Brotherhood. Okay, uh, And the Muslim Brotherhood was the one who supported the Shia revolution in, um, in, um, in Iran. Um, and then by the 1990s, with all this power um, and also wealth, because now they're getting the, the Shias are controlling the wealth, the oil wealth of Iran, plus they are, the, the Muslim Brotherhood is through the back though in alliance with the Saudis. Uh, and so they're getting oil-rich black wealth, um, black gold, should I say, uh, from the Saudis, from the Iranians, and they come up with the Minnesota st- Detroit script uh, agenda, or so to speak, is that they want to make um, the Americas um, Muslim. It is their goal, the jihad uh, civilizational goal. And similarly, behind the scenes, we've never found data for that, but they wanted to do the same thing to India. They wanted to recolonize India. Uh, and we've recently found a statement, uh, should I say, documentation that shows that 
um, they want to make India an Islamic country by 1947. So they've always been in it. So I've told you before, and I'm telling you again, there is a proxy war going on behind the scenes. Who can evangelize or Islamize India the fastest? And that's why the secular scam, because this is just a front to show to show you one to 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 camouflage their missions and their civilizational goal to take over the Indian subcontinent. Now let's go back to something else. I told you for one and a half year, um, as a child growing up Roman Catholic, I could not understand how much of brainwashing and indoctrination went on behind the scenes. So they they indoctrinate you till the last bit they brainwash you to believe that you must join their mission like as if they were the only important thing in the world you must join their mission um you must spread the word of the holy spirit as if the holy spirit is not strong enough he needs me uh, the youth must be reached that means they try to to colonize and recolonize and recolonize all of us um, try to brainwash us to get married to only Christians, only Roman Catholics. Uh, they try to brainwash us to be subservient to them, listen only to them. They told us, they, def they find what our moral story is, our moral uh, values are. They define who we should be, what we should do, what types of names we should give our children, um, you know, what type of husbands or wives we should look for, um, anything and everything, who we should vote for. All of that is decided by the church. Once they control your mind as a child growing up, they control your vote. Um, and they brainwash us, beat us, abused us, beat us, abuse, abuse, abuse. They stopped our voice. They made, they criminalized every single opinion. Having an opinion was a crime. You could not challenge them. You could not talk. You could not say anything. Um, why? Because they wanted to make sure they control your mind, they control your vote, and they control your wallet. And um, and like I said in this, in like you see in this. Uh, paper clipping it says here all churches and fellowships must be missionary minded and of course they add in a small line the poor should be helped what they really want is to make you poor keep you poor so they economically make sure that the country the government doesn't help you economic suffocation they they uh they make sure the government just you know forget some people forget some areas don't let them be there don't reach them out uh keep them on a uh, subservient and then well, as long as they're weak they're they're weak you go to them and then you sell them a story jesus christ will come and sell you jesus christ will help you jesus 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 they give you a rice bag, you give you some food, they give you a small hut, uh, a home, they give you a small job, and you've converted, and then you believe that Jesus Christ, my God, Jesus Christ is really coming to help you. And see, you get all these rice bags. Um, like my ancestors probably would have done the same thing. And um, then once they take you over, then they'll give you some more money, 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 money. But you're not able to talk, you're not able to challenge, you have, and you feel, you feel, oh my God, these people are helping me. You don't know that they are working behind the scenes with the government to keep you poor, 
not only keep you poor, but keep you away from any knowledge that will resurrect your confidence, resurrect your economic situation, and resurrect your time, and, and resurrect your knowledge about your Vedic civilization. Once they take you away from that, once they take away your economics, they have a void, they fill the void, and then you, you, you feel guilty that you owe them, and so you don't say anything to them, and you will spit on every single Hindu ever and this is exactly what happened um and this is the bless the mission of 1971 they really thought that india would be evangelized in this generation so 1971 was approximately 50 years ago they thought that by 19 by 2021 india would have been evangelized by to the bulk guess what it didn't happen the reverse happened because they are so stupid uh they don't know that um the earth is not flat, it's cyclic, so even it's like a dog trying to catch his tail. He's trying to run around and round and round, but he never comes to the end because, you know, he has to form a circle in order to circle doesn't stop, it's non-stop. So if you've ever seen a, a, a dog trying to chase, catch his tail, you, you'll see this. Um, and this, my dear friend, is proof. I could not believe it, that there's actual proof that this was happening. I thought I was mad. They, they actually tell you that you're mad. If you, if you, if you uh, question their rhetoric, they'll tell you that you're mad, you're having hallucinations, you're lying, you're going to go to hell. They put the fear into you. They say, you're not going to get married, you're, you're not going to go any, anywhere, you, you know, you're going to get all these nonsense. And they drive you mad. And that's one of the reasons I left. I was like, I'm so tired, not because I didn't, I was poor, not because I didn't have a job, not because um, I was, you know, uh, economically starved, but because I was suffocated. As long as I saw I was in that community, um, I knew I was never going to get out of life. You had to get out of that community uh, to see something else, to look at the boat from the outside and see the boat sinking and say, okay, how can I save the boat? Uh, the boat is yourself. Uh, and so you have to sort of mentally get out of your mind and physically get off your community in order to, to get out and see what's happening from a distance. It, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Um, now, why did this all happen and why is it happening to India? Well, it doesn't happen only to India. They've been trying to do it to the Far East too. Uh, but the reason I'm talking about this is that remember in Europe after the Second World War, many men died, many people died, there were about 60 million people died. And so they were lost, they were economically poor, um, they were lost completely. Uh, they didn't have men to, there were a lot of men who were lost, men who didn't came back from the war. And the generation born after that, uh, was you know was the peace and love generation the the hooky generation, and they were so angry with the church and its institution that they just went the other side. Uh, they went the other side. They refused to submit to the church. The women who lost their husbands, their fathers, their brothers, they were so angry at life and the trauma that they just left the church and realized that the church is really not helping them. They can't get any any spiritual help, nothing. All they got was, uh, you know, BS uh, from the church who said, oh, you must pray, you must pray. 
you they couldn't the church couldn't help them with the trauma the church couldn't help them with anything uh the church just you know there was a silent revolution it's called in north america and many people left the church especially this baby boomer generation and their parents slowly by slowly and this baby boomer generation formed the hippie generation and drugs and all of the that and guess what um they refused to let the church brainwash them and occupy rent free space in their mind so no people uh going to church means no money no money means no uh land no infrastructure nothing to continue that evangel evangelization so that is completely completely over uh and now they have to make up for it what is the you know the most ripest fruit bed that you could you can sow your seeds guess what people who are weak people who are poor people who are lost traumatized and guess who that was the indian subcontinent uh now like the muslims like islam christianity knew that they ruled this land at one point in time they were the boss they were the boss they lost power because the indians rose up they didn't go back to the drawing board and say well, how can we do this better no they did exactly the same thing exactly the same thing that they did for the last 200 or 300 years they just changed the labels but the 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 mentality and the way of doing it was exactly the same um and growing up from the inside you look at them and say oh my god this is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so absolutely the timeline is good you had the wars they lost first and second world war they lost a lot of people lost of men people were angry social injustice no food no money women savages hitting back at the church um refused to go to the church refused to follow their guidelines refused to be subjugated anymore by the church they move out the baby boomer generation comes in and now they're losing people so they come to india and in india they say the churches must be revived but why they needed to be revived in india those who'd become christian were not did not go through any silent revolution why why should they be revived that means you know strengthen them make them bigger and believers must grow so they like i said they wanted to increase their number of believers um so the bible must be given its due place that means it must be seen as part of the culture over here so they come up with these lies um 2000 years ago saint thomas came blah 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 um and you they used the youth so yeah absolutely we got used they always said oh can you join the mission of christ how can you join the mission of christ um you know you must spread the word of christ translation colonization of your mind and your land so they the colonization is not over okay colonization just has taken another name it's called proselytization that's it proselytization in the modern world is the same as colonization in the last world um and they said every christian must be a personal soul winner uh not that i ever want to be a soul winner no no not not their soul because they're a bunch of pedophiles but hey um people should be more actively involved in neighborhood evangelism oh my goodness they did want to do this they did absolutely uh you know they encourage us to go and spread the word of god spread the mission evangelize uh you know um help people why to help not because of anything but because they wanted to make people into christians and of course and there's 
clearly that like poor must be helped. You know, you've got the Holy Spirit. Why do you need to be poor? Why are the poor there? And they actually try to evangelize. But guess what? They use violence. They use violence. And their basis basic rhetoric is, is, is negativity. They use fear. They use violence, which they've done for 2,000 years. So at one time, you know, like how much of fear can you put in someone? How much of fear? There's not much fear you can put it in one time. You're just going to say, you know, enough is enough. And so we went the other side because of the fear that they put into us. And they kept telling us, you're never going to get married. You're never going to do this. You're never, never, never. The fear of God, fear of Jesus, fear, fear, fear. And um, you sort of get agitated and aggravated and it's every single junction. And from that aggravation comes pain, violence, rape. Uh, all of the above, and uh, trauma, and um, basically that's the long and short of the story. So, it it has to go, it, it had to go, and so people started asking questions, people started questioning, people said, oh no, people started talking behind, you know, closed doors, you know, the church is doing this, and the church is doing that, we knew what was going on, we absolutely knew, and then people said, you know, but you can't, challenge the church you can't say anything and people would keep quiet but we knew what was going on very much uh, that the church was evangelizing in my parish the church was using all these women coming from Andhra and Karnataka poor people who didn't have any money they were evangelizing them they were using them and say oh Jesus Jesus if you if you believe in Jesus we'll give you a job we'll give you this we'll give you that all these poor people from from the south would come work and uh, the church would evangelize them and that was it and next thing you know they are they are Christians and then they they fight for Christianity they become the next generation of fools and slaves and here we go and that's exactly what happened now you understand that what money uh, the problem in Manipur Manipur was cut off because cut off from the Indian mainland why and so was the Northeast no one even you know we knew it was there but we didn't know anything about them so how can one part of the country just you know disappear and not we don't know anything about them they're like foreigners why because the church had paid would have paid the government to cut them off from any news uh, and behind the back the church went and evangelized lock stock and barrel not only did they evangelize they controlled the the drug route it's a drug triangle over there they controlled the drug route and the few pockets that remained were the hindus who refused to give up and this is what happened with the Manipur burning. So, first and foremost, Christianity believes that not, uh, Hindus are heretic, are heathens, are pagans. Uh, this is what they believe. And we must eradicate this, these pagans, these heathens. So when Stalin says, oh, we must eradicate Sanatan Dharma, because actually Christianity actually believes, like Islam, that they have to eradicate the pagans. Uh, and Islam believes it has to eradicate the kufr, okay? Um, and that is why they have this sort of caste system. You're kufr, you're below me, you're this pyramidal system. You will never be Muslim until you follow what I say. And in, in Christianity, if you do not convert, you will never be a normal person. You're filthy pagan, filthy heathen, and this is what they say. 
and they and they t- and, and the church tells you that straight on your face. It really, there, there's no hiding it because oh, you know those Hindus, they they're God, 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 hundreds thousands of God, millions of God. This is what they'll say. Um, you know those pagans, and they're they're fully corrupt. They're so filthy. These Hindus. This is this is what you heard so many times. You know, you must be a bloody Hindu bugger. Uh, this is what this this is the this is a word. That, and I, I'm not saying I didn't repeat it. Eh? I would have. Uh, because this is what you know. You only know this. You're insulated and isolated. Uh, and, and this comes from this agenda that uh, they wanted to evangelize India. And so um, what I felt when, when I saw this, this thing, this write-up, you know, instead of being angry, I felt relieved. I felt relieved because I was told, oh, you're making it up. And here's proof. Here's proof. So Stalin was doing exactly what his brainwashed brains by the Roman Catholic, by the church, would have done to him. They would have brainwashed him, made him, used him as, as a tool to spread their agenda. So from the back, you know, from the back it's okay. Uh, they will, no one will know. They'll say, oh, no, 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 we didn't ask him. We respect all religions. In the front, they're brainwash you. You're going to do that dirty work and spreading the mission. And here we go. So what Stalin is doing, Stalin's son, is he is actually doing the mission of Christ, as we say. He's actually working the mission of Christ. First and foremost, he is nom- uh, naming all those who are dengue and malaria. That is the Sanatan Dharm, because... In Christian terms, you're a pagan, you're a filthy heathen, you're a heretic. That is their way of saying it. Um, then you have to, then you have to eradicate this dengue. You have to eradicate them. Okay. So this is the way it's done. Um, and uh, hook or by crook doesn't matter. Uh, and then it'll just quote the Constitution. No, no, but the Constitution gives us the right. In reality, they don't give a damn about the Constitution. They will evangelize anyhow, anything. And they've got contacts in, in, the, um, in, in, the, uh, in, in the government, in the dot, dot, dot gang. So basically what they wanted, um, you know, if you go to the, the police, the police cannot do anything. The police cannot do anything. Why? Because they will be transferred. The poor fellow, that police officer at the bottom of the ladder, will be picked out, and he will be uh, uh, he he will be uh, transferred. No, so he cannot even put a, a complaint against you because the church will contact the dot 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 gang. The dot 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 gang will call his the police, the supervisor, say transfer this fellow. So your new fellow comes, doesn't know what to do, and will not know, and he's told to keep quiet, and so these pedophile priests go on. But behind the scenes, they know exactly what they are doing. They are suffocating you ideologically, uh, institutionally, um, and in every form, every format, every manner. Um, they keep you, they force, they don't allow people uh, to go to, uh, you know, force you to go to Christian schools. Uh, they, they work with the government, so there's no Hindu schools, they're only Christian schools, or they promote Christian schools. Um, and that's why they, they, that is one of the reasons why the temples have been under government control. Now you understand that temples are in, under government control because Christianity and Islam have a war with each other to do one thing and one thing only. Who's going to evangelize first? 
source and a river that forgets its source will dry up. So the moment they remove the, 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 the thing, the, um, the idea to the temple, the, the control of the temple, uh, then there's no priest teaching you anything. And because there's no priest teaching you anything, you don't know your dharma. So that's what they want you to forget and, and go away. Um, so that's why the temples are being shut down, not because of anything. It's because the church has an agenda. And you understand that after 1947, there's more caste and there's more Dalit than prior to 1947. Why is that? Because this is the agenda of the church. This is propaganda warfare. So they have brainwashed you in hand in hand with the the Indian National Congress to do one thing and one thing only. Brainwash you, brainwash you, brainwash you, pretend, you know, colonize your mind, tell you that you're caste, tell you that it's Dalit, tell you that it's ingrown in Sanatan Dharma, you can't take it out, that's why the only way you can change. And there has a propaganda warfare trying to tell you, oh, they're right and you're wrong, you don't know, they know better than you, we are better, they are better. And this is a propaganda warfare that is, has only one agenda, to eradicate uh, Sanatan Dharma. Um, and it happened. It happened, um, and that's why you got people like Stalin. And uh, this is exactly what I wanted to tell you in detail. So that's why I'm talking about this part of, of uh, the information about the subcontinent, because you need to know, you need to know what it entails, why it entails, and how can you solve it by empowering yourself with knowledge. Go back to your, to your roots, go back and, and study your dharma, understand your dharma, and, um, you know, understand that you're all equal. We are all equal. Once we're equal, uh, there's no difference. Um, labels will come and go. So it is your duty to empower yourself with knowledge, understand your dharma, and uh, stop the violence in your homes. And you will stop this violence in your streets and at your borders. So on that note, I wish you all the best. I thank you for your time. And I want to say that Christians out there, we know that we are leaving. We know. We know very clearly that we're leaving. Uh, it just has to take, you know, uh, you just need to get courage to do your homework and stand up and, and be vocal about it so that um, others could be helped too. Because if you don't help each other, you're not going anywhere. Um, on that note, I take your time. Thank you. F thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again.